0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope that this episode is finding you well and thriving. So I actually already recorded this episode, but once I was done with it, I was like, I don't really like how I was talking about stuff. So I am redoing it. Um, It's a little bit better today, but the reason why I have recorded it on time and early is because I had an oral procedure um, called a phrenectomy where um, little bits of skin were cut around my tongue due to a tongue tie. And so I was like, I am not gonna really be able to speak when it's time for the next episode to come out. But you hear me speaking now, um, I just have a, a slight lisp, which you might be able to hear or might sound the same to you depending on what your opinion is of my speaking pattern. But um, yeah, so I'm doing it and I'm taking care of myself, but um, I wanted to get this episode out. So this op- episode is going to be our 2020 year in review for Black Girls heel These types of episodes are my favorite episodes that podcasters put out. Like literally when I find... Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products that support every garden and lawn, Postman main products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for a success, Listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So, you've heard me share about my journey with vitamin D and how a deficiency was causing havoc in my life, causing depression that was not helped by therapy, emotional support skills, and other resources that I had access to because the source was organic and coming from inside my body. And it was only by healing my body with vitamin D supplements that I actually saw change and I'm not alone with me being part of the 82% of black women in America who struggle with the vitamin D deficiency due to our melanin, not being able to synthesize as much vitamin D from the sun, but black girl vitamins is a proud black owned brand that develops vitamins to address the specific needs of black women like iron and vitamin D deficiency. Each purchase contributes to a scholarship fund that supports black women pursuing healthcare education. Plus they're vegan friendly and free. Free from harmful additives. Try Black Girl Vitamins to see improved health in areas such as energy, fertility, and pregnancy support, balancing your blood sugar, and more. Get 10% off your first order with the code HEAL10 at blackgirlvitamins.co. That's B-L-A-C-K-G-I-R-L-V-I-T-A-M-I-N-S- Dot co and use promo code HEAL10 to get $10 off. Take control of your health and level up your summer with Black Girl Vitamins. It's time to make this summer your healthiest one yet. First of all, any podcast that I follow that's talking about the things that they learned, I'm like immediately number one thing that I click on It skips everything else in the queue. And if I find a new podcast that I like, and I'm like looking through their archives and I see something that sounds like Um, lessons learned this year is the first one I click on. And I just think there's just so I just love being able to see behind the scenes behind the veil to hear more about um, what people have learned about themselves, um, about the topic that they teach about, um, about helping other people in this nice little bite sized 45 minute episode. Um, I just think it's just always so full of so much value. So I hope that anyone who loves annual year reviews enjoys this as well, but I'm going to be talking about some of the lessons and the wins and the things that I've learned in 2020. So first thing that I want to talk about, and originally I had this split up in my previous take at this, I had split up into wins, um, growth areas and dreams and plans for the future. And I'm just going to popcorn around. So it'll be a surprise (laughs) what I talk about, (laughs) whether it's a win or a growth area or a plan for the future. So we'll we'll keep it spicy. But the first thing that I want to talk about is an actual win for Black Girls Heal and this process and what I've done over 2020. And um, you're going to hear me swallow and pause a lot. So be prepared for that. That first thing is hiring my content manager, Bianca. Um, Bianca has been such a treasure. She has been my right-hand woman in so many things. The times that I was down for the count and out sick, her still putting out content and everything and kept it rolling as if I was still up and functional. <laughs> she has been so great with generating ideas and Um, letting me know what's going on with like metrics and numbers and things that y'all like and things that you're really attaching to. But with, uh, with the statistics behind it versus me that I'm very feeling based. Like I'm very much like getting the energy. What are people needing? What am I hearing from them? And like she's been able to like lay it down. She is ever patient, ever kind, ever hopeful, so talented and um, she's just a blessing and she's the first first thing that i want to say has been the best thing that has happened in 2020 for me um, especially watching what i do here grow the number of women that i get to serve grow um, the ways that we serve women grow it's just been a lot which i'm going to talk about shortly for just one person to handle i haven't been able to handle it all um, not to mention having my therapy practice, um, as well that I, when I was seeing therapy clients and no longer seeing therapy clients, but yeah, she has saved the day. So Bianca, I know you're listening to this. I love you girl. And I'm so happy to have you as part of the team. So having help has been wonderful. another one is we passed half a million downloads for the podcast, which is so amazing. I have very big dreams for this podcast to at least the materials in this podcast and this podcast, I'm not going to shortcut my dream for this podcast to continue to grow and to continue to impact people. I, I mentioned before how I will get messages from many of you telling me about how this podcast has been helpful to you. i just got a DM from someone who told me that she's in an abusive relationship and listening to this podcast has helped her not go back and to re Establish her value and know what she's worth. And that is that is priceless to me. And so I just that's amazing. And I'm just grateful. So that has been also something that's been really great for 2020 and 2020 as well. I also leaned into um, starting to take care of myself. So um, I'll be talking more about this in 2021. But our framework that i will be teaching more from is how to go from being love addicted to love avail- love balance from going from being love avoidant to being love available and going from living in love deprivation to love worthiness These are all different ways that our trauma will show up as intimacy disorders that will bring up distance between our our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with our inner children, our relationship with our own self-worth, and also our relationships with romantic partners or friends or family or our lack of relationships. Um, And it's only by healing healing our trauma underneath and healing the messages and unlearning our patterns that we're able to actually walk into this big life that we want, like every dream, every desire, everything that you want is for you. The reason why it's in your brain is because you have um, a connection to it, right? Like you have different dreams than I have. That's because they are built for you. And so this healing process is all about helping you get all the things that your heart desires. And so with that said, I have been able to work through or at least build no work through I'm trying to like make sure I I'm trying to exit what has been a strength of mine which is this neutral language like just working as a therapist not not being absolutes and you know there's always maybes or suggesting things but sometimes I just need to be able to say this is what I think and this is why so I'm working on it (laughs) y'all but that made me forget what I was going to say but what was I going to say? Oh, one of the things that I have really worked through for one of the things I've really worked through, I keep wanting to qualify it is my, um, my codependence, my love addictive behaviors, my love avoidant behaviors. When they do pop up, I'm able to point it out. I'm able to say, okay, this is where it comes from. Um, so it loses this mystery and appeal. You know, I used to get really triggered and, you know, let's say I would think about, um, someone I dated before and, you know, go into fantasy about them. And I would think, Oh, that means like they're the one and we need to reconnect and I wonder what they're doing. But now if anything related to like my past trauma or anything comes up for me, I'm like, Oh, that means I'm in pain about this and my body's just trying to bring me back to this time. Okay. What do I need to give myself? Like, all of the magic and seduction is gone. <laughs> it's not sexy. It's more practical, which I appreciate. But the last missing piece for me has been, or the, last, the next level of healing for me has been exiting love deprivation. Part of my unlearning is that I did not have... Healthy models or healthy teaching around leaning into indulgence for myself. I came from a background that was very much about restriction, taking care of other people first. Um, there was a lot of poverty, and so there's a lot of money trauma, and whether or not I deserve things or whether or not. I can have things and they stay, whether or not it is safe and okay for me to take care of myself before other people and all those things. So I just, over the years, have been healing that. And this year, I really leaned into stepping more into um, owning my beauty and owning my body and reclaiming that for myself in all ways. I was already in the process of doing that um, when, how long ago? Years ago. And then... When my mom passed away, it kind of set me back. And so I've just kind of been on this journey to find what does whole grown-up adult Sheena, healed Sheena, right, look like when it comes to leaning into this. Because before, when I leaned into my beauty, it was still about people-pleasing. It was still about whether or not um, such and such thinks that I'm pretty enough or whether or not I'm cool enough to hang out with these group of women who are like, the bad bitches that I know, or, you know, it was always about me showing up to fit into some place versus just, just enjoying and adorning myself just because. And I really want to step into my inner Mariah Carey. Like Mariah Carey is my um, spirit animal, like just the way that she like treats herself, the way that she is just unapologetic about loving herself. And that's where I want to be. And, um, you know, I'll probably talk more about this other places, but I know I will in in the future as I talk, as I heal this and I learn how to package package this for y'all, for anyone else who struggles with deprivation. But um, this year I worked with a stylist earlier this year to get out of wearing frumpy clothes. I, what else did I do? I scheduled more makeup classes with people to learn how to do my makeup. That is something that I am so behind. Both of my sisters, they were both on drill and dance teams. So they learned from their peers how to do all this. And I did not start wearing makeup until I was in my late 20s. And even then, it was only some So now I'm I'm trying to learn how to... How to beat my face, y'all. And not that I need to do it every day, but just that I would have the skill to do it if I want to. That is something that I am leaning into. Taking care of my body physically and physical nourishment and um, getting massages, knowing how, to, knowing that I don't have to overwork myself. I've really leaned into trying to level myself, myself and up um, level myself and I got sister locks because I have been natural I've been natural wow for how long for about over 10 years now on and off I got a perm again probably at the beginning of that but I've big chopped three maybe four times I've lost count but my hair grows really fast my hair is very thick it is 4c and I'm so thick that it, I've been charged extra from the time I, as long as I can remember going to the hair shop, um, just a lot of density. Um, and that has been very hard for me to manage. And so I finally got to a place where I was like, you know what? I cannot do this anymore. And I, uh, don't want a big chop. So I felt stuck and part of me learned. Le- leaning to my love worthiness is being attached to or learning to listen to what is it that I want and not cause I kept my hair for longer than I wanted to, because I was worried about what other people would think and are other people living through my hair. And, um, you know, my husband, my husband loves long hair and all of that versus what's actually gonna make me happy. And because I was trying to make other people happy, what i was trying to keep for them also it wasn't coming out right right so my hair i i noticed it's like such a great metaphor of when you try to do things for other people it still comes out kind of crappy right if you're begrudgingly doing stuff so my hair wasn't like shining as much as it used to it like started to like look scraggly and i was like okay you know what i am going to get sister locks and it has been the best thing, my confidence has immediately improved. I feel more connected to myself. I've retained my length. I've retained my naturalness. I've retained the flexibility to do different styles with my hair. And it's just been great and um, made that investment even when I was like, oh man, um, this, this is definitely an investment (laughs) but still more that prioritizing myself. So I, I felt really good about that this year. In 2021, my next goal is to do all these things and not be in the shadows about it. Um, I have not talked about these things because I've had shame around the fact that these are things that I've had to learn as an older woman, um, not older woman, y'all. Like I'm still millennial. I'm at, I'm at that gap of you know millennials where like, we're still supposedly the young, one of the younger generations, but we, we got back problems and, um, mortgages, you know, like that's, (laughs) that's where I am in my life right now. But, but anyways, like I've, I've had a legitimate shame about the fact that these are lessons that I've had to learn later in life and feeling behind. Um, and also feeling that imposter syndrome of, because I've been in this place of deprivation and hiding myself and not leaning face forward into my beauty and owning the fact that I'm beautiful, that I'm wonderfully made, that I deserve to be seen and cherished and looked at and and taken care of just like every other woman listening to this. Like I'm not saying anything that's um, special just for me. Every single woman listening to this, no matter your size, no matter your age, no matter your skin color, no matter your relationships, like every single woman listening to this, you deserve all the things that I'm talking about right now, if you don't have them and you deserve to maintain them forever and ever. But it's like, who am I, who would I be to kind of show up and be face forward like this? And so that is my next healing place. And I'm trying to figure out where does this come from um, and what is the best way to work through it right now i'm throwing a whole lot of things at it to try to see what sticks i'm doing stuff with therapy i've learned about human design recently and that my heart center is undefined which is a very big (laughs) a very big clue to why this is hard for me for anyone who's familiar with chakras and human design course, trauma and just the lack of modeling and leaning into my own self-love and um, how to cherish and view myself and what I saw and did not see in my relationship with my mother, um, who also struggled with deprivation and not taking care of herself um, due to her own trauma. Just all the things that are passed down, like I can see the connections in all the places, but it's putting it all together. So in 2021, I want to be my own biggest fan. I want to come on here and just talk about this, um, without qualifying it, without justifying it. Um, I want to walk into a room and strut into a room and not strut depending on who's in the room, (laughs) you know, but like just to carry myself in that way at all times. So that is my goal for 2021. Now this now is now I'm looking at my list now with all that positivity, let's talk about some growth points again. So one of the growth points, um, that I had, even though Bianca has been an amazing part of the team has also been hiring. I've tried to hire for one position multiple times and it has been interesting trying to figure out what is, what is happening? What am I missing with some, certain candidates? Um, where does the change need to happen at? The first person I hired um, told me off. And you would think, you would think it was something like really crazy that happened. But I just asked the person a question that was just a neutral question. And they, they apparently had, had enough of me um, asking them questions about work. <laughs> so, so that happened. And, you know, just me having to learn how to read red flags with people and with situations and with things aren't a good fit in the same way that I had to learn how to do that with romantic partnerships and with friendships and with other people coming in and being an employer, I've had to learn how to not give people the benefit of the doubt too much and then end up getting burned, which is what happened with the first person. Um, You know, I I remember I was telling the story, about our time together to my husband and my sister after all this had happened and they were no longer a part of the team and they were like so wait like my sister didn't even let me get through the whole story because she was like girl this should have been over way before and my husband was like oh sheena like (laughs) like he could like tell what was going to happen ahead of time and so that's another lesson i learned to let people be a part of this entrepreneur process that even the people in my trusted circle, even if they're not business owners, will also know what's going on. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, being teachable, being open to try to make this thing work. And so we're bringing new people on board now. Um, I think they're going to be a great fit. My hope is that they will be. And so we will see because your girl is girl is tired there's a lot of you know customer service and um, support things you know people who've emailed me before you you have not been (laughs) it is no surprise to you to hear that it takes me three four maybe even longer days to get to all the emails and everything Um, so I am looking forward to having support so that I can be a better service to everyone who's a part of the community so learning how to hire and um be the best person for people who are on my team has been a journey picking the right people because people um you know show their best selves but they might not be the right fit later on. Um another growth point has been our conference and so um I am I was so sad when I had to push back the conference because y'all heard me. I was like, we are having it in February. I don't care what happens. We will have all the masks. You will each have your own personal bowl of Lysol in front of you um, with all the wipes behind a plastic container if we need to, but we are getting together (laughs) for this conference. And then as I watched what was happening with the world leaders at the time, um, this is before the election, um, anticipating, you know, with my hope that Biden would be elected and knowing that if he did, he would put a lot of things into place immediately, um, which he's already been making plans. So having to move it to October has been a bummer, but it's still going to be amazing when it happens. I'm going to start talking more about it again in January. It didn't make sense to keep talking about the conference now when we're all Dealing with the election and what was going to happen there. Uh, We've been enrolling for our coaching program, the recovery school, and I didn't want anyone to be confused about what was happening and what what are we doing right now? So, so yeah, um, I put talking about that on pause, but it is still happening in October I'm very excited about meeting women and helping them recover in this intensive experience. Even though it's called a conference, it was going to be more like a retreat. Um, So I'm really excited about the intimate feel of it. But yeah, just trying to figure out events in the age of COVID has been been a stretch and how to keep people safe and how to be respectful of people's concerns, but also provide a service that I know is needed. You know, like this event is not going to be a big party it's going to be an actual healing experience for every woman that attends so and I did not want to have to push that back two or three years especially when there are accommodations that I know can and are happening for other events not the ones that y'all see where people are having house parties but like actually people keeping each other safe so so yeah just navigating that has been a growth point And another growth point has been dealing with the health challenges that have come as a result of trying to do all the things Um, I went to the ER twice this year. At at this point, I, I can't remember which audiences I've shared that with or not. I'm pretty sure I've shared that on IG Live, but I went to the ER twice this year. Um, due to just the impact of all these things on my heart. My blood pressure was in the 200s. Um, They couldn't even get it down to lower. They let me go when my blood pressure is at 160, which whether or not they should have, you can write a letter to the hospital for me, but like they couldn't get it down. My mom passed away early from congestive heart failure. and She was told years before by her cardiologist that she needed to slow down, um, that she needed to do less, and she felt like she couldn't. And I see how history could repeat itself if I'm not careful. Um, I've had my family members, um, my husband and both of my sisters say, Sheena, we want you to be here. Um, Specifically referring to my mom passing away early and me going to the hospital. And so having to balance doing this work and doing all the things that I love to do that bring me joy and being a mom and being a wife and being a therapist and having 24 hours in a day <laughs> and having help sometimes and sometimes not having help and having to fix mistakes that happen either because things didn't happen with previous um, folks who I hired or um, because I was trying to get it all done. It didn't get out um, in the way that was the best format. <sighs> Man, I mean, you can hear me talking about it right now, just like the weariness of it all. So in order for me to manage this, I had to make a decision and I had to end up closing my therapy practice. So at the beginning of this year, I've been telling y'all that I don't take new therapy clients, but I've been keeping the women who are already with me um, because Therapy is a long-term relationship. You've heard me talk about that in the therapy versus coaching episode. They're like, this is the person that you're going to keep coming back to until you decide that they're no longer a good fit for you or, you know, that you've outgrown them. Like my first therapist that I really loved, Tom, Tom helped me change my life completely. And there are some things that I need to work on that I don't think that he might be the best fit for, but he is forever in my heart. And if I ever needed like someone to go back to, I would trust him in an instant and go back to him. I'm just looking for a different specialty right now. But anyways, I plan to stay with all of these women for as long as they needed me till they kicked me to the curb. And while I was planning on doing that, even though I cut off new clients, I'm still going to the hospital I'm still not able to, to function. Like my body shut down on me. Not that I was just like, oh, I, I don't want to do anything. Just like my body would not function. And you know, these they can see it. <laughs> like I was a fooling nobody. People can see me out here struggling. And I'm talking to people about taking care of themselves. And now I'm out here like barely making it. Like, what does that look like? Um, <laughs> I saw a meme that basically showed that like, the therapist was like, "So you need to really talk. You really need to practice self care." And it was like a picture of a gremlin or something. Um, but that was supposed to be the therapist. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to be here out here in these streets, like giving out advice that I am struggling to take. And so I tried to cut down the amount of hours that I saw folks every week. But it still came down to I only had so much time, and I had to choose. So, unfortunately. I had to choose therapy and y'all I like cried and I cried after I sent the last email to people, I ended sessions and I like had to hold back tears because I had someone else after that. Like I have deeply cared and cherished every single woman that had gave me the honor and the privilege to trust me with her heart and her story and her life. And, um, it was a hard decision to have to end it. And the first time I did this episode, I cried. So I'm doing good right here, y'all. <laughs> I'm not crying right now, even though I'm pausing, I'm not crying. But um, there's definitely emotion there. But I had to make the right decision for for me. But now I am here doing Black Girls Heal full-time, full-time. I was already doing it full-time with the amount of hours I was um, giving to it. Um, but for real, full-time. And I'm excited about being able to focus... So much more on the ladies in our recovery school program. It's going to be a great year of focus. And the last growth area that I'll talk about, or the area that was like a growing place for for me for the brand. Well, oh, this one is more for me, is um, just battling all the racial trauma of what had what com- um, accumulated um, this year. With the election and everything else, I made an ad- I made a specific decision at the beginning of COVID. And I talked about it in one of the earlier episodes, right when COVID was first, you know, becoming a thing. It's the best way I know how to say it right now. But how I was deciding to ensure that Black Girls Heal would be a place that people could come and just hear about relationships, hear about relational trauma, hear about self-love and not how to actively engage in COVID talk as well, um, because it was everywhere. And just if someone just needed a break from it to be able to come here and not be overwhelmed with an update or talking about how hard it is and all the stress that people are going through, like we already know that, right? And just wanted people to have that have a break by coming here if they needed to and kind of get gathered in a different way (laughs) by the by what y'all have told me um happens when you listen to the podcast. And I think I did a really good job of that, except for the times that I was just overwhelmed with sadness and fear and anxiety around the racial trauma. Um seeing what happened and what didn't happen with people who were supposed allies, um, losing friendships and all of that. Those were weeks that I just couldn't record anything. Um, And what was on my mind was just the pain that I was experiencing and the pain that I saw other people experiencing. And so I tried for a couple of episodes to spin that into lessons for you. I talked about celebrating and crying and just the grieving process um, and creating um, in the midst of pain and choosing joy as an act of rebellion. And a couple other ones were just kind of me processing um, what was going on. And this is typically against my basic rule, I try not to talk about anything here on the podcast that I'm just not, that I'm not comfortable in my expertise in. Of course, not that there's not more for me to learn, but I try not to talk about anything that's not my lane. And racial trauma is definitely something that I'm still actively working and healing, but I just needed to share it. (laughs) I just, I just had to share it because that's what was present for me. And I, know from some of the feedback that is what other people needed to hear as well on some of those weeks. So I'm happy for that. But yeah, if y'all want to hear like raw unfiltered <laughs> um, emotion with some tips mixed up in the middle, you can check out any of the topics that seem like they talk about racial trauma that are solo episodes, um, because I'm actually working through that myself. Um, but that leads into some of the plans for 2021 so in 2021 um, shout out to everyone who filled out the end of year survey for black girls heal i tried to respond to as much people as i could individually but you know the way these 20 hey we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors Yeah, hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors for hours are set up um, and having an infant i haven't been able to respond to everyone individually um but um, i got everyone's response and i've read them all and one of the things in addition to student stories that were requested were more guest topics so and i agree um so I have some different topics for racial trauma that I'm looking for people who are the right fit. You know, there there are people who talk about every topic in the world and everyone talks about it differently. There are people who talk about what I talk about here, which is basically attachment and relationships in a completely different way, but it still gets to the same point, right? And, but you still want to make sure that these people are people that you have good energy with and that... You know, I can bring in front of y'all and not be like, oh, I'm not airing that episode. (laughs) Right? So so I am still looking for some people. There are some people that I have in mind, but, you know, just want to see people will have the time to fit me into their schedule. Um, I haven't reached out to anybody, so that's not a slide slug to anybody. I just, I got plans, y'all, is what I'm trying to say. So I plan on having more guests on the episode, but also just like everything, you can't please everybody because just like I had some people who were like, guest episodes, I had some people who were like, more episodes with just you talking. (laughs) So... Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, uh, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. So it is what it is. You're going to get good content no matter what, no matter who's there. I will make sure of that. More plans. Like I said, this conference is going to be legit, too legit to quit. So I cannot wait for it to happen, especially now that the vaccine is coming out. And I know we're not supposed to talk about the vaccine. I know some people are like, I am not taking it. I'm not turning into a groundhog. And I know some people are like, give it to me right now. I would have taken it yesterday. And that's fine. It's okay for us to run the gambit, but our gamut, it's a gamut or gambit. I think it's gamut. Anyways, it's okay for us to be across the spectrum. But what I'm taking from the fact that the vaccine has come out in the States in December, is that by October, no matter where we are, we are going to be in a better place. um, Because a lot can happen in 10 months, as we know, because when did COVID start? in late February, March here in the States, nine months. So if our world can turn upside down in nine months, I am looking forward to how different things can be in October. And even if they're not, like I said, we are ready for women to come and heal in person. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'm also excited about us focusing on just one program. So this is is a mix of um, a growth area, for black girls Hill and also a dream. So one thing that I think that I could have done differently and I wish I could have done better, um, which, you know, hindsight, I only know this because I went through this, right? I, I teach y'all and I talk about how there's nothing that's lost, everything is a lesson. So um, the lessons that I learned this year is trying to accommodate everybody. So this year, I had so many free events that I put out. We had the summer Saturday series, Saturday Night Lives. Uh, We just got through with the 10-day challenge. I put out so many Facebook and Instagram Live videos. I literally just mapped out our recovery plan process um, on IG Lives. Um, I listened to people who are like, man, I can't afford this because there's something smaller and like I took out different parts of our program um, and put those out for Black Friday. I put out smaller events. I've done some, some, so many accommodations. When COVID first hit and I was planning on doing like a fall mini conference um, about self-love, I pivoted and I said, okay, let me do just a, a few days workshop, but I still want to give gifts to people. And so the process got so complicated and it got much bigger from what should have just been maybe a couple hours workshop to a four month course. The more I started adding more topics that people said that they wanted to hear about and um, More things that I thought would bridge the gap while people were waiting to um, be able to afford the investment of the recovery school. Cause I offered it at a much cheaper price and y'all just bending bending and trying to accommodate everybody and everything has, um, not worked out. I've not been able to give my best self in all the places. Even if someone got something that was for a lower cost, I'm still like looking at these names and I'm like, man, I wonder how Keisha's doing with breaking her trauma bond or man, I wonder how Melissa's doing with her self-love, but because she's not in the full program, I can't ask her. And I've, for those of you who are like, yes, you can, I, I will email some of y'all and I will check in on y'all and y'all won't respond to me. <laughs> I don't know if it's because you think it's not really me or it's an automatic email, but or people are like struggling and they're too afraid to ask for help or a mixture or anywhere in between. But it's just hasn't been the best. And even with the self love intensive, you know, just because it wasn't built with the same structure that our recovery school is. Um, there are some women that got some things from it, and those women actually moved into the recovery school and some women who kind of kind of like took a step back. And that was fine because that's what they needed to do at the time. But going forward, I, I can't split anymore. I need I need everyone to know. And this is also some feedback, not from people in the survey, but as Black Girls Hill has grown, there's been a, a couple, not even a handful, but just a couple of comments. And me as a, me and my personality, of course, I'm going to like look at those and like be like kind of harp on them a little bit. But um, a couple of those comments have talked about me talking about our programs and how there's like so many and they're right. (laughs) There's been a lot going on because I've tried to accommodate what people have asked for in addition to the free, I mean, the podcast, the amount of people who tell me that they listen to this podcast all of the time on repeat sometimes, and they like go back and they binge some of their favorite episodes. But in my attempts to try to accommodate everybody, it's just gotten messy. And so I need to go down to just one thing, and that's the recovery school. That is the program that women consistently get results from, that they consistently show up well in. Um, I'm using my holiday break um, to just redo some of the lessons um, so that this January cohort is going to just come in flying. And I'm excited about with me stripping away all of these things that have just been messy. I am excited about being able to just focus on a couple of things and for things to be crystal clear for people, you got the recovery school, you can come to the conference which is our healing retreat basically and maybe i might have one one smaller thing but all the other little things i'm not doing that anymore yeah i'm not doing that anymore <laughs> i have on the calendar a mother's day workshop and i have a circle connection thing so women who have talked about wanting to start healing circles or even create a directory Um, profile, having a hard time still connecting with other women or putting themselves out there. Like you create a profile, but you're too afraid to reach out, which I get because I created the circles for women who struggle with intimacy, intimacy disorder So of course you're going to be a little bit anxious reaching out. So I'm going to have like a matchmaking service, um, or program, not program event, not a program (laughs) event in March. Um, and just help women, connect to women that they have things in common with but as far as there being like a new thing every month no nah, not doing that anymore um and i think my brain and my body and my heart deserve that that break as well um and i get to go deeper with the women who um, i want to serve um, and help out my alumni ladies who are needing support with maintenance or have a question about maintaining things so so yeah So no new things, which is going to be hard because I'm a woman who has ideas. I know what's going to happen. As soon as I put out this episode, someone is going to email me crying and I'm going to have the best solution for them. And I'm going to have to sit on my hands and I'm going to be like, (laughs) I'm going to be up here in February on the podcast saying, you know how I said I wasn't going to do something psych. Just kidding. Here's one more thing. Um, But no, I'm going to have to figure out how to streamline um, and not not try to solve all the problems, y'all. My hope is, and this is the last stream before we close out today's podcast episode our plan for Black Girls Heal, is I'm going to start writing that book, y'all. That book I talked about a few episodes ago where a publisher reached out to me and tried to play me. (laughs) And I was like, I can do this on my own. I'm going to start writing a book. So now when y'all are like, do you know a book about this stuff? I can be like, yes, here's a book. Because right now I send a couple of recommendations that like you kind of have to put together and it doesn't quite put everything into words the way that I talk about it here on the podcast or um, that really talks about the language that resonates with many of you according to what you've told me. So I'm going to start writing that book, y'all. So we will see when it comes out, hopefully the end of 2021 or 2022, but I'm gonna try to put all my energy into that thing over there. I might, I might have focus group, a focus group for people who are interested. I don't know. I know this one lady, she, um, gave out like chapters ahead of time to people who like pre-enrolled. So like, as she like pre-enrolled, not pre-enrolled, um, who pre-purchase, you know, what I'm trying to say who like bought the book before it came out. There was like, she had like a Facebook group and she like sent out a chapter at a time, um, while that happened. So I was like, that might be a cool idea. But then I was like, I don't want people waiting for the next chapter. And then, and then it doesn't come out. Cause, cause I'm busy again. I don't know, but that is a plan for 2021. So that is my 20, 20-year review, you heard some things that I struggle with, you got a little bit of behind the scenes of what I'm working on in my own healing process, exiting deprivation, trying to step into my own Mariah Carey, um, letting go of that shame that I'm starting this process as a 36-year-old. Some of the ways that we plan to support women in the future here in Black Girls Heal between um, just reemphasizing the books that we do have, um, which we have our coloring book. We have our healing circle workbook. Um, we have the recovery school, which is our bigger program and putting out one smaller offer for people to go ahead and get started with this process without having to wait for the recovery school. Cause you know, it's only open a couple times a year. So having something that people can buy at any time, um, that is a lot smaller and actually more comprehensive. So We will see about that. And then, of course, our conference and intensive where we will take everyone on a deep dive in person and you can bring your healing circle group with you. You can bring your your tribe with you. We'd love to meet all of y'all. So that's all I got, y'all. I'm sending you so much love. Um, Thank you so much for everything that you have shared with us this year in 2020. Thank you for Adding to the platform, thank you for being such amazing ride or dies. Um, People who have just really supported me, supported um, where we're growing and where we're going to. Thank you for all of your kindness, all of your encouragement. It really means a lot. Y'all are absolutely also one of the reasons why I want to make sure that I actually stay healthy and don't have to go ghost here on this podcast and disappear, um, which... I've had to do before, y'all. History has repeated itself. I had to do this before with my old podcasts when I got really sick. Um, but that was that was a mixture. It was a mixture because I was pregnant and didn't know I was pregnant. But it happened another time too because I was just trying to push myself to do everything in the midst of being sick, and then my body shut down even more. I'm learning, y'all. Um, definitely unlearning this um, historical generational trauma of overworking but that's it for my review for real this time I love you all make sure you take care of yourself and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays thanks for listening to this week's podcast before we get started let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors